Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, along with Dr. Ken Wyant from Tennessee Tech University. And we are uh, going to be addressing the small business marketplace today. And we're going to be talking about how to get it right this year, because we have a new year still, believe it or not, 2019. And so what's your game plan to grow your business, which you may have all year and you may be changing constantly, but we're going to be talking today about how to go about that, how to think about it, what kinds of uh, plans can you make for yourself, um, what are some of the key factors and key issues that you may want to deal with. Um, Ken, you want to um, maybe get us started a little bit with, uh, we, we were looking at an article earlier about, uh, from um, AMAC Small Business Solutions, and it talks about um, d different aspects of this, um, customer experience and that sort of thing. Maybe you can I think that uh, really the focus is uh, just what it says is uh, pay attention when we say customer experience that you put uh, you really look from the customer's point of view and uh, and focus on that experience. And that will drive uh, uh, one aspect of success in your company. But most people who start a business think they know all of that, don't they? I mean, I've my experience has been people, they understand who the customers are. They've got the product for them or the service, and, and uh, they're ready to just get out and market it. If... All of our customers thought the way I did, it would be perfect. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest challenges is to re recognize how different we are as people and that our perspective is one perspective, but really we are serving a group of other people and we need to understand what their perspective is and what it is that serves their needs and satisfies them. I, I would think actually all we have to do is watch the news on TV for about a 20 minutes and see for ourselves how different people think. That's right. <laughs> and if we switch channels around, boy, you can get all sides of it pretty quickly. Well, th this happens with customers. And if you are starting up a business on your kitchen table or your garage, or if you've been in business before and uh, think you know it all, I got news for you. I think they probably don't, especially when it comes to the marketplace you're in, the product or service you're selling, the people involved with you, um, all of those things. And so this has to do with what your potential customers and actual customers really think, what, what it is that they come to you for, what it, why they avoid you maybe. Um, you know, what it is that they're looking for is probably different than what you might think. The uh, That experience as a customer is what creates some of the most successful companies we've seen. It's driven by uh, what are they doing for the customer and that customer's perception. And really, uh, if uh, I think that uh, we've got some of the key business leaders have said, start with the customer and build your business around that. And so that is uh, very simply where the focus would be. So this is if you if you want to rise above the competition. I mean, if you're if you're very comfortable with where you are, then stay there and don't do anything. <laughs> but uh, I think that the rest of the world will pass you by if you do that. So it's important to be out there finding out what what makes your business go in the minds of other people, not in your mind. Um, 
And certainly one of those key ingredients is uh, are your employees. So as you grow and the number of people who work for you increases and grows, the more that that happens, the more that you need to be tuned in. And I think you'll see different kinds of things happen there, right? For most companies, it is it's your employees who are in touch with the customer. Your employees represent the company. So it, which identifies the importance of employees that uh, understand the customer, employees, uh, perception of the company drives how they react with the customer. And the, and the loyalty of the employees to you, the owner, because okay. if, the, if they don't have a sense of loyalty, um, they're not going to be telling you what they've learned about what the customers think, and they may not even care. Absolutely. And the, uh, and the attitude of the employees driven by their um, satisfaction with the company uh, shows how they're going to respond to customers. And I've gone into places where you can, uh, to be helped, and you can tell that that person that's helping me is just counting the hours until they get off work. They don't really want to be there. And it really changes perception and, and this is a service this isn't just a business you mentioned an example to me earlier about a, a professional practice a healthcare practice yes could, maybe you could just mention that because I thought that was a good example well, for me uh, I uh, practice that uh, um, for me it's uh, for a dental practice I when I would go to the go to the dentist, it's always not something that you desire to do. But I go to uh, the practice, and the employees are happy to be there. They are um, focused on their game, uh, greet you pleasantly, and there was Christmas time. Driving down the road, and my daughter gave me a nice caramel candy <laughs> which is not the best thing to do no, which pulled a crown caramel. off <laughs> i happened to be within a block of the dental office i just pulled in while still having all that in my mouth the crown just came right out and it just came out oh boy and they were closing the door for the christmas holiday the, so you were out of luck i thought i was out of luck <laughs> the staff member said no, this is fine. Took me in, cleaned the crown, did all they needed to do, fixed it. I got done. I was served, and they went, and it uh, delayed their Christmas holiday for another 15 well, minutes. that's a great story. But they took the time out to pay attention to me, the customer, and take care of me, and uh, locked in my, me as a client for the long term. So if your business is making caramels, <laughs> you might want to consider that it could cause problems, you know, um, and maybe people with not so great teeth are not buying your product. <laughs> that may be the reason and you don't even aren't aware of it. Anyway, um, that's a good that's a good example. And I, I, it's too bad that more businesses and professional practices don't. Uh, don't do that. Don't go out of their way because when they do, here you are talking about it, you know, and 
And you've told me about it, and I will tell other people about it. And, um, you know, one good deed gets repeated. Um, the problem is when something is not good and you do not treat a customer right, that person tells 10 other people, and those 10 people tell 10 more people, and pretty soon you've got a crowd that are opposed to your existence, and that's not a great thing. So um, keeping your employees happy is a, a really important aspect of running and, and uh, operating or starting an, a new business, a small business. The um, uh, I'm, I'm looking to see uh, where we are. I guess it's about time to take a break here. And um, we'll ask you to stay with us because we have some very exciting things to talk about. So don't go away. Welcome back to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar along with Dr. Ken Wyant from Tennessee Tech. And um, we are talking about customer experiences in small business. Um, one of the things that just mentioned as we went off the air there for, for a break was that when you have a bad experience as a customer, on the average, you tell 10 other people. And on the average, those 10 people will tell 10 other people. So one screw up, if you'll pardon that expression, could, could really result in your business failing. Because if that word gets around a lot, whether it's correct or not correct, it doesn't much matter. It's not good news. So What's the link between keeping your employees happy and a better customer experience in your small business? How do you get employees who are engaged with what's going on, who are focused on what's going on? Let's talk about that for a minute. Ken, you have a couple of thoughts about that? Well, I think it highlights the importance of when you're out there looking for employees, when you're during your hiring process, it's more than just their skills and their uh, resume of abilities, you're looking for the an, an employee who is engaged, who is interested, and can show that interest uh, to the customers. How do we get that to happen if we're the owner of the business? I mean, what, what, what kinds of well, things? First is by example. Okay. Uh, the leadership by example, as well as direction. This is like a little parental, isn't it, in some ways? You're guiding The same way you would with your children. Absolutely. You're guiding a staff, and uh, the way that you behave, the things that are important to you as a business leader um, become important to the employees. And setting that example, setting expectations, showing that is, is very important. Uh, uh, you'd mentioned a bad experience. Not only does it mean that I may not come back to that business, but I will tend to let everybody that I know uh, about my bad experience. Well, and Gallup says that employees who are engaged are more likely to improve customer relationships and that that results in a 20% increase in sales. Just think about that 20% increase in sales without doing anything. Um, could you comment on that? Sure. It, it as a customer, there I go into a business, and there are many businesses that can ser service on my car. Right. There are all kinds of. Uh, there are many places where I can get that oil change or that basic service. If I go in and have an experience 
that is uncomfortable, I may go back. But if I hear about another competitor where I walk in and they treat me as a friend or as someone who they want to be there, uh, I know where I'm going to go the next time I need that service. And, and I might add that uh, Dr. Wyant is not just a professor. Uh, also, he has terrific business experience. And I notice he brings up cars a lot. That's because he restores old cars and has a, as a hobby. But he has had uh, some really good, strong business background and is uh, constantly involved in the real world uh, which is what makes him uh, an outstanding professor, by the way. Um, when we, when our employees are engaged and they are appreciated and you empower them to use new techniques, new technologies, they're more likely to drive customer satisfaction. And the most, uh, um, it's probably the best, most competitive advantage that your business could have. It's your people. So one good way to do that is give them freedom to work on new ideas. Acknowledge a good idea when you see it. Keep it in mind that employees at every level have something to contribute, even if they are people coming in to clean. You know, they everyone has some idea. And so once in a while, you never know. It could be the spark that sets off a whole new direction. The staff members, at as you said, at every level, Represent your organization. The person that cleans is likely to be in touch with a customer. How they relate to the customer is as important as the front sales office. Uh, they give that overall impression of the quality of your service, your attention to detail. Uh, and attention to detail, quality of interaction gives us the feeling that there's a quality underlying the product or service that you're providing. Well, if, if, the, if you as the owner or operator or manager are proactive in asking for feedback from your employees, from your customers, and you do it consistently, um, I mean, think about this. When was the last time that you felt like somebody really heard you? Was it, was that a great feeling? Right. Of course it was. So it's that same feeling that your customers experience when you ask and collect it, feedback from them. Uh, same thing with your employees. So with that feedback, you can identify which areas of your small business are doing great, which ones require significant improvements, um, which ones need more research. Uh, and it's an opportunity to get things cranked up so, because now you have a sense of the direction to take instead of just guessing at it. Um, you I think that um, feedback comes in a variety of ways, not just being aware, trying to get to feedback and watching your customers, but uh, there are a lot of opportunities to uh, gather responses. That We've got lots of survey, lots of, of ways to connect with the customers and get that feedback. The key is to pay attention to the feedback and act on it. If you're seeing uh, areas that need improvement, especially if you're getting repeat comments in those areas. It gives you real information, and it is important to make a uh, to make those changes. Well, when and when you're asking for feedback, use uh, you know customer satisfaction scores or what's called quantitative research. In other words, don't just limit yourself to 
to ratings or, or hard data, but, but because no amount of market research can give you as much customer insights as a well-thought-out survey or interview that you might do. Um, we have other uh, aspects of this we want to address just before we leave today, but I'm going to take a break right here now and um, ask you to stay with us and come back while we finish this up and um, and talk about what's going on in the real world here with small business development. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar and Dr. Ken Wyant, and we are talking about customer service and customers and employees and how to find out what what the people who buy your products or services are all about, what their mindset is about you. Why do they come to you in the first place? Why do they avoid you? What, you know, what's that all about? You can't guess. It is not a guesswork thing because you end up spending a lot of money and waste a lot of time. Um, one of the surveys that we've seen recently says that customer experience, in talking about that, reveals that 73% of customers point to the customer experience as an essential factor in their purchasing decisions. So it doesn't matter whether the company's big or small. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or you're a big corporation. Customers are going to talk about the experience that they've had with your products, with your services, with your customers, with the environment of your business. And, and they're going to, that's what they're going to be deciding on whether they come back or not. Business is about relationships. Right. That's the number one factor. It is people interacting with people, whether you're selling a product or whether you're selling a service. And that relationship is what provides the long-term opportunity for you to grow. And it's not an artificial attitude or at all. So, I mean, that's another thing got to be careful of. Some people will... Uh, rise to the occasion and put on um, an act, so to speak. And that, that's that's not going to cut the mustard. You know? <laughs> Everyone knows when somebody's not being sincere. So th there's a genuineness to what, uh, Ken, what you're talking about in the, um, in the relationship and, and how, how people come across. Um, so it's not just the relationship, it's how you exercise that relationship. It's the genuineness behind it. So if you can't be, as an employee, if you can't be someone who really enjoys meeting people and talking with people in the public, and you're in a retail setting, for example, you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> a soft-spoken but sincere response or employee experience if I go in somewhere and I find someone soft-spoken but absolutely sincere and pleasant, that has more value to me than someone who is overtly expressive but using a script in order to, as you say, create a um, an apparent uh, positive experience, but it's just scripted. Well, it's not the, real. the example you gave earlier uh, in the show about the dentist and uh, – you know, that's an exceptional experience. And when you can give uh, um, a customer an exceptional experience, they'll be back. They'll buy more and buy often. And in the case of a professional uh, healthcare practice, they will talk about you more. It, it's what builds uh, patient volume. It's what builds customer uh, volume. And, and many companies focus on the next big thing 
uh, coming along and trying to wow customers into you know into their business, and that's not always what does it. Nothing beats the what Ken's talking about here: the human touch. That certainly was a great example that people were willing to forego the extra few minutes to take off for Christmas vacation in order to accommodate your immediate needs. That it turned out that it really didn't eat into their Christmas vacation more than a couple, a few minutes, but they they the result was they've got a someone who's coming back and is a long term client or customer. And the other thing is it was exceptional to the patient or me, but the experience is consistent in that practice. And so somehow a practice has found a group of staff members that uh, that are positive, that want to be there, that work well together, and create a consistent experience throughout every aspect of whether I'm getting whether you're getting teeth cleaned or whether there's a problem that's being repaired. You've got that consistency. Uh, certainly, not everyone's the same, but that um, desire to take care and do the best that they can for for the client or patient um, is noticeable and makes you very com- comfortable being an ongoing uh, uh, client of that practice. And, how, and that, that philosophy will work in healthcare. It will work in providing service in any industry. So whether I'm talking healthcare or cars, I believe that philosophy can make a difference on uh, that constant growing clientele. So that's a, the expression is bending over backwards. That's right. To accommodate or to please people. As you go through building your business and developing it, keep that all in mind. Um, I wanted to just um, end up here today with the thought that if there's any question you might have or any ideas that you have for the show or for us, you can address them in an email to hal, H-A-L, at businessworks.us. And... Um, Mention in it if you want to have your name mentioned or your business mentioned as part of that um, when we answer it, or if you just would like a private quick answer, we'll be happy to do that. Um, so in the meantime, we hope that you have a, a, a great week, and we will look forward to being back with you again very soon. Take care.